This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. Welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro, and with me as always this week, we've got Tony Shore in the house this time. How you doing, Tony? I am doing great. Thanks for having me on the show once again, Robert. I'm looking forward to this one. How have you been? I've oh, been doing great. We've been having a lot of fun uh, trying to get the year off. You know, uh, it seems like each year gets a little bit wilder and wilder as the kids get older and older. But uh, <laughs> sure. we, we've been having a lot of fun celebrating some birthdays for my wife and daughter recently. So we've had a lot of fun uh, going out and celebrating. I actually felt kind of bad. This was uh, one of the first years I had to travel out of town during my daughter's birthday. Uh, so I had to make it up to her and do a special daddy daughter day uh, afterwards and just take her out and let her know. So uh, we're, we're, we're going through it and all that balancing the work life thing, but life's going well and, uh, you know, excited for the show today. We've got a lot of great information for our listeners out there, uh, whether you're listening on the radio or you're listening to our podcast. We thank you for tuning in uh, this week as a special guest. We have Matt Gilbert, who works with me over at Prism Wealth Management. <clears throat> Matt does a lot of the uh Really, it does a lot of everything for me uh, in a lot of ways, uh, but he does a lot of research to help me out with this show as well, too. And this week, uh, as we were talking, you know, we, we, we were kind of discussing, you know, how much does someone in Ohio need to retire? Right, Matt? Yeah. So one of those things we're always looking for a rule of thumb and kind of give some ideas on what, what it takes to retire and to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you I, you always hear those commercials when you're out there, they're talking about you need a million and some now are like two or three. Like I've heard they're some up to one point nine now, one point nine million. Yeah. So there you hear these commercials and you're like, OK, realistically, what are they talking about? How are they getting those numbers? And, you know, how much do people in Ohio need to retire? And that that's why we do this show realistically is we want people, we want the data to be more specific to the people of Ohio because that's who we serve. That's who we work with. That's our community. And we want you to understand what you need and, you know, what's kind of smoke and mirrors out there. So, you know, it starts off, you know, with many problems, you know, how much money does someone need to retire in the state of Ohio? Like, what is the average cost of living in the state of Ohio? So we looked at a couple different reports on this. But Matt, you know, what are some of the things that actually go into cost of living calculations? Like, what are the categories they factor I mean, in? You got your living, housing. Mm-hmm. So then you got transportation, taxes, health care. Yeah. And I think in some cost of living that we looked at, too, there was even child care. Right. So if if you're a retiree, you're probably not concerned and not having the expense of child care uh, in your budget. I can I, I can safely say that's for probably about 98, 99 percent of you out there. But I do have some clients that actually have young children as well, too, when they when they are retired. But, you know, in the end, you have all these numbers, you have all these statistics. Uh, we found a great article uh, that kind of helped break down different cost of livings by uh, 247wallstreet.com. Uh, they kind of really did a good job of breaking down the different costs. So housing, right? Housing goes in there. Now, 
most people when they retire don't have a housing expense. I mean, most of our clients we meet with, they have their home paid off, but some still have debts, right? They have that mostly paid off. The question when I was kind of looking at this was, what about those housing costs that don't go away? Mm -hmm. Like your taxes or upkeep, um, your insurance. Yeah, utilities are always going to be there as well, too. Um, but, you know, they were just talking about rent in this piece. And from what it was talking about is the average typical renter spends about $788 a month on housing. Now, that was back, uh, you know, back in 2020. So I imagine with inflation a little bit, we could we could bump that up. But that's still almost $10,000 a year, about $9,500 a year in expenses. Now, most retirees, you know, they might have a couple thousand dollars depending on what their property taxes are, but they're definitely not spending $10,000 a year just for, you know, their their domicile unless they haven't paid their home off. And this is one thing that we stress to people as well is, you know, successful in retirement. You know, successful in retirement to me uh, is you're able to meet your monthly expenses, live a comfortable life, and not have to worry about the next emergency around the corner. Now, you never know exactly how big that emergency will be but you know you want some degree of confidence that you can enjoy your retirement and what I found over the years of working and meeting with so many different people is it's not the people who made the most money or even the people who saved the most money that I see find the most success in retirement it's consistently the people who don't have debt when they enter retirement so paying off your home is very very important if you don't have that monthly payment it makes it real easy to where you can live off of your social securities and when times are tough your social security normally will cover your expenses we'll get to that in just a moment but you know when when you go through and you you start adding up all these different categories you know you've got healthcare you've got transportation you've got uh, taxes that you have to worry about there's always the, the the tax man in there as well too so many different categories but ultimately you know this this wasn't really th th this that we found from 24/7 uh, didn't really explain what the average expenses were for retirees. And here's where Matt and I have to wonder about how closely Big Brother is listening out there, right? Like, so we were we were re reviewing our notes for the show, what we wanted to talk about and wanting to run our own calculations for how much does it cost and, you know, ultimately how much Social Security is there and then how much savings do you need? So we have this long conversation and then lo and behold, the very next day on Yahoo Finance is an article breaking down all 50 states and how much money they say you need to retire if you live in that state. So we're like, perfect, perfect timing. It must have been, you know, divine providence or, you know, some some bot in my phone listening or something. But uh, in any case. When we were when we were looking at this, it was interesting. And, and one thing I've noticed as we look through all the statistics, most of them are geared for individuals. They're not geared for households. So a lot of the times when you're looking at these statistics, it's assuming an individual retiring in there. So what you find is when there's two people and there's two social securities or a pension and a social security uh, or two pensions even, uh, you don't need as much savings because you have the income, you have extra income in there in a lot of cases. So I, I you know, I think that when you run the number for married couples, you, you would think that it would be more expensive or you'd need more savings if you were married. But in a lot of ways, you need less savings when you're married. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But this article in Yahoo Finance, it was called, Here's Exactly How Much Savings You Need to Retire in Your State. You know, they, they, they were able to go through and find the cost of living for people over the age of 65 uh, and publish that. And what we find is 
Ohio ranked 17th overall out of all the 50 states in terms of lowest wow. cost. Yeah, so not, not too te- bad. Not terrible. Uh, no. Not too bad. I mean, not not in the top five or top 10, but, you know, close enough well, when you're considering it's 50, out of 50. Well, and it, do- it doesn't matter what, what the number is. It matters are we beating Michigan, you know, yeah. realistically. <laughs> yeah, and, that's true. Uh, un- unfortunately, in this case, Michigan is number 13. So oh, if you were in Michigan, no. you needed around $633,000 to retire. As we're in Ohio, they said you needed 650000 approximately here. How's, how's Minnesota ranked? Do you have Minnesota uh, in there? I do not have it on, on oh, hand on here. Right. Sorry, bud. No, but, that's okay. Uh, you know, it's, it, it was interesting, though, but this is an individual over the age of 65 only having one Social Security. So, Matt, you know, we found the average Social Security number uh, was, uh, for the individuals, was about 1,400. That number was a couple years old, and inflation has kind of improved it a little bit. So you could honestly say maybe the average benefit in Ohio is closer to $1,500. Is that about right? Might be a little more with that 5.9 increase this year. Yeah, yeah. So what they did is they, so this Yahoo Finance article says the average annual cost of living for an individual over the age of 65 is $44,200.89. So you need 44000 but when you get your monthly Social Security benefit and subtract that out, you need $26,000 from your savings. That's how much they estimate. So a little bit over $2,000 a month is what they're uh, projecting the average person in the state of Ohio to need. They follow the basic 4% rule, Matt, which, you know, why don't you explain really quickly what the 4% rule is? So the 4% rule is where they're trying to kind of estimate what you need to spend in retirement because there's a huge difference between growing your money and spending it. So to say, on average, you can withdraw 4% year over year of your retirement asset and you shouldn't run out of money by the time you die. Mm -hmm. And if you used a basic 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio and only spent 4% per year, your your odds were pretty good that you wouldn't run out of money. Uh, The problem is that study has been disproven in the past few years. They they forgot to account for things like inflation in that study. Uh, So the the numbers didn't exactly play out. This is why a lot of people might even say 3% now with a steady increase. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that because whenever you do the steady increase and you increase it over someone's life, you inevitably see them at eight. Like when you run our when we run our projections for the rest of someone's life, and you look at them at age ninety, you see them spending like two hundred and fifty grand a year when they're ninety years old, and you're like, mm, my ninety year olds aren't out there doing that right now. You know, I, I have a hard time finding that one accurate. So I'd rather find ways for people to get to spend more money now and enjoy themselves rather than trying to make sure you have, you know, $500,000 a year when you're, when you're a hundred to spend, you know, as you like to say, your go-go years. Yeah. Enjoy the go-go years. You don't know how many go-go years you get when you retire. And sadly, sometimes it's taken way too soon. So you want to be able to enjoy them out there. But if you needed 26,000 and you said 26,000 is 4% of what? That's how you get the $650,000 number that they come up with. Well, that's fine. I mean, the, the cost of living, I believe, to be accurate. I read the reports that were underlying this number. Uh, at the same time, when I look at the Social Security benefit calculation, I look at that as accurate. Uh, the problem becomes cost of living doesn't really go up that much when you're married over that 42000 you know, but... 
you pick up the extra 1500 a month social security benefit on average. So when you have those two things combined, this is why I say you don't need as much money when you're married uh, and, 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 and looking to retire because when you have multiple sources of income, you don't need to rely on your assets as much. We find, and most of the people we meet with, we find are very comfortable in the event that uh, you know there was there was a rough patch or anything else like that, and they, they they couldn't access their money, most of our clients are comfortable and able to live just on their social security and pensions if they need to. Uh, ultimately, in most people we meet with their savings is there for the fun, for the extra, for the unknown, because you've got to be prepared for that, and you never know what the unknown is going to bring out there. But when you're looking at this, you know, you want to make sure that you're comfortable in retirement and that you're having a fun retirement. I mean, no one, no one wants to go out there and not enjoy retirement, right? Like I I worked all those years just so I could sit around and be grumpy for the next 30 years, right? Like that's, maybe that's what makes you happy. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, discredit anybody's, you know, passions or anything, but realistically we want to enjoy ourselves. We want to spend time with our families. Maybe it's traveling, Maybe it's volunteering and charitable work. Uh, you know, there's tons of things that you can do to occupy your time in retirement. In fact, most retirees you talk to will tell you that they don't know how they had time to work. They are so busy in retirement, they can't find time to do most things because you're the de facto babysitter most of the time. You know, I mean, I know, I know, I've relied on my, you know, my the, the, the grandparents and all that quite a bit uh, with uh, with our kids. So it, it's a nice little blessing when someone does retire, but you find your time fills up very quickly. And how you fill that time and how you enjoy that time, no matter what it is, we want you to feel confident about it. That's why we like to share information. We'll come back in a little while and talk about how much we think you need if you're a married couple and retiring. But you know, before we do that, we wanna make sure you understand. If you're out there and you're looking at retiring in the next couple of years, you need to know where you stand. You need to know what your current path is. You need to know, are you on track? Are you able to spend more? Or do you need to maybe work a little bit longer as well too? This is exactly why we designed the Clear Retirement Solution. This is our way of helping you identify where you stand in terms of all five key areas of retirement planning, whether it be income planning, investment planning, tax efficiencies, healthcare, or legacy. All of these are something that can derail your retirement. So in the end, what we're here for is to offer you help, offer you advice. But at the same time, if you're someone who's looking at retirement and you know you need help, then give us a call, 330-804-0123. Again, it's 330-804-0123. Or visit us on the web, myprismwealth.com. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? Corner? A side piece? I would argue that the most important piece of a puzzle is the picture on the box. And the same can be said for your retirement. Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, call 330-804-0123 or visit his website at wealthofohio.com. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. Welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in this week. I've got with me, as always, my co-host, Tony Shore. And this week we have our special guest, Matt Gilbert, in here with us. Uh, We're talking a lot about today 
how much money do you need to retire in the state of Ohio? And it's a tricky calculation because there's a lot of things you have to consider, you know, whether it be healthcare costs, transportation costs, cost of your house, cost of, uh, you know, whatever it may be, food budgets. You know, I mean, me, me and my wife, we're foodies. We like to eat out at restaurants uh, on occasion and all that. Uh, you may be happy just, you know, I know people who grow their own food and that's all they eat is what they get themselves. So uh, to each their own, but, you know, you want to build that lifestyle and you need to figure out how much it's going to cost you to live that life in retirement. And we found a lot of great resources that we've been sharing today. Matt, you had some interesting information you wanted to bring up as well, too. So it's interesting that a lot of the stuff is talking about a single person. But in this study on the 24-7 Wall Street, they did include a couple expenditures. And it was kind of interesting, like travel. It went up by about one fifth when you added a spouse. Mm-hmm. You kind of look at some of the other ones like food cost, eh, going up by a third, almost double. You'd expect that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just kind of interesting that we wouldn't think that everything doubles. And that's why these mm-hmm. calculations are more specific to each individual. Well, I mean, think about it. Like if you if you were renting someplace and you brought on a roommate, they don't double the rent when you bring in a roommate. You know, like that's that's not the way expenses work out there. In fact, I remember in my early college days, you needed roommates if you were going to survive. So but when you're when you're thinking about it, yeah, the expenses don't go up that much for two people versus one people. Normally, when a spouse passes away, we assume that the surviving spouse is going to be spending about 80 to 90 percent of what they were spending as a married couple. So, I mean, even even the reverse logic holds true. It's not like when one of you passes away, the expenses drop in half immediately too. So you want to factor all those things in. And this is one reason why I believe they do the studies the way that they do and and show you larger numbers. Because we talked about it. An an individual in the state of Ohio, uh, Yahoo Finance is saying you need about $650,000 saved to retire. And if you were an individual who didn't have their home paid off by yourself in the state of Ohio, I I could see that. If all you had was Social Security and you needed to make up $2,000 a month in income, yeah, maybe not $650,000. You could probably get away with about 550,000 on the tight end of that, but 650 you'd be pretty comfortable with that $2,000 a month income extra. But uh, you know, when when you think about it adding another person, if you add that other social security benefit in there, well now the people need to only generate about $1,500 or not even 1,500, sorry, about about $500 a month because you have two social security benefits. If you're only trying to replace $500 in income, you don't need that much savings. And they don't want to tell you that, of course, because they encourage people. They need to encourage you to do what's right and keep saving and ultimately keep growing uh, your assets because, and, and I tell this to people too, right? You don't know when the emergencies are going to be. And ultimately, Let's just say you only needed $150,000 to cover that shortfall of the $500 a month. Okay, if you came into my office and it was you, your spouse, uh, and, and you both had your social securities and you only needed $500 a month and you had just enough assets to generate that $500 a month, I'd tell you you couldn't retire. I'd say you'd have to keep working because one of you is eventually going to pass away and we don't know when that's going to be. And you need enough money to replace the lost income at that time if you lose $1,500 a month. So even though for a married couple, I think the number of how much you need saved is lower, 
you still want to have a good amount of cushion money. Uh, to where I think, honestly, for married couples, it's probably more in the neighborhood of about four hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars on average to retire comfortably, enjoying your money, not just sitting around doing nothing and not ever spending any money or anything. If you never spend any money, you never need any money, and you never have to worry about running out of money because you're never spending any of it. But for the people who are actually trying to enjoy their retirement, trying to have a good time out there, uh, that's about a safe neighborhood in there as well, too. Uh, below that, you'll be comfortable, but whenever you have big emergencies, it's going to put a bigger strain on your assets and make it a little bit more stressful for you in retirement. I don't know. What, what do you think, Matt? I'm still kind of stuck on the second sentence in the Yahoo Finance article. Mm-hmm. The Go Banking Rate survey found that 64% are expected to retire with less than $10,000 in savings. That's, yeah. Uh, I mean... That's shocking. It's that that's pretty low. I mean, there. Granted, we do meet with plenty of people who are needing help. You know, in, in terms of that, and there's a lot of people out there who do need help. But it's also a matter of how you count that. You know, like it, 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 when they say that, is it retirement savings? Because I know we have a lot of people that don't put money in retirement accounts. Like they don't put the money in the IRA. They just yeah. save the money. In which case, yeah, they may have less than ten thousand, but that doesn't mean they have less than ten thousand to their name. Uh, and even then, when you go back to the early days of retirement, let's talk retirement 50, 60 years ago. What was that? You worked, you saved what money you could, but ultimately you lived on your social security and then you downsized your home and took the equity out of your home and used that to live off of. That was original retirement. And I think a lot of people who you know realistically don't pay attention to these things, don't pay attention to money, a lot of people still have that attitude of, hey, we can work, we'll have our social security, we have some money saved, we'll downsize and you know move into a smaller place and live out the rest of our years comfortably. I wonder if this kind of also includes any like passive income, because mm-hmm. it seems like everybody's got a side hustle now, whether it's a rental, whether it's some other job that might be bringing in some extra income. Yeah. Well, we're, we're out in uh, Worcester here in this area where we broadcast from. And, you know, we can tell you there's there's plenty of uh, large vans hauling Amish around. Uh, you know, there's uh, plenty of our clients who retire and go back and work part time jobs uh, driving. You know, they, they, they you know, whether it's, uh, you know, working for a dealership or uh, a car parts place and just moving back and forth. Uh, I have one client who works for the Ohio Department of Transportation, just driving the, the flashy light car for oversized vehicle. Gets paid good money for it, too. So, you know, the, the, there's different jobs out there and e- even the ladies, too. I mean, we have plenty of clients uh, who just enjoy working, you know, they and, and they're not looking to make a lot of money. They just enjoy the socialness of being at work uh, and the environment there and say, same thing. If that's how you enjoy your time, great. I, I personally, I hope to not be working, but rather be volunteering in that capacity. But uh, you know, if that's where you find it, then great. Go go do what you enjoy in retirement. The, that and that's the point. What is it? What do you need? What do you need to feel confident about your ability to enjoy retirement? That's the question you're asking yourself. That's the thing you're worried about. You know, when you're looking at these issues, like, do I have enough? Will it last? Is there going to be a medical emergency? So all those questions, all those concerns you have, write them down. Okay. Put them on a piece of paper. This is when you go start meeting with your financial professionals. Tell them your concerns. You can find the ones that are better suited for you. Uh, you know, some, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. So some places are more retail. 
you know, when you go in there, uh, you know, a lot of, some of the larger institutions, they have their special investments, their special plans, and most people walking in the door, that's what they are getting there. Uh, but the plans, it's not that they're, they're, they're good plans, but they're not customized plans. They're, they're, they're more a one-size-fits-all type plan uh, in there. Then you have places where there are specialists, people who will go in, like maybe they're great with investments or great with annuities or just, you know, they, they have that one area that they really excel in. Uh, you can go use those services as well too, but that's what they do. You need someone, like if you need help with something else, you need to go find another person to help you. As we're, we're more of the comprehensive people, let's put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Let's paint the big picture and start filling in the details over time and see what masterpiece you can come up with. You know, every, every, uh, every man's home is his castle, right? Every, every person's home is their castle. So what is it that you're looking for that you want to do? Why was it that you saved this money? Why was it that you put it aside? Was there something you wanted to do with it? Uh, was there a hobby that you forgot about that you want to start back up again? Uh, is it maybe you just want to be able to travel? I, I know we have a lot of people who you know have set lists of where they want to go, ideas, um, or heck, they just have family spread out all over the country, and they're, they're, they're just trying to see their kids and their grandkids uh, as, as best as they can. How hard is it for your clients to kind of switch their thinking mm-hmm. from, saving, saving, savings all their life to spending money and trying to enjoy it. So I, it's it's one of the most difficult hurdles for people to overcome is, you know, you're used to saving, watching your money grow, and it's difficult uh, when you stop adding money and start taking it from it because you're worried about how long it will last. Inevitably, that's what everyone's concern is. So, you know, we have to do a lot of work to show people, one, how much they can spend. And if they can spend that, what are some ways that they could do things that maybe even look better, right? This is where we start talking about life insurance or different things whereby, you know, you have extra money in your pocket. Uh, if you, let's just say you knew you could spend an extra $1,500 a month. Like we, we, we run our analysis as part of the clear retirement solution. Uh, and we see that, Hey, this person could spend an extra $1,500 a month if they wanted to. So normally we go back and ask them like, Hey, you could spend another 1500 bucks a month. You got any ideas on how you might want to spend that money? No. Okay. Well, if you, if you don't have any ideas on that, maybe we want to spend a little bit of money fortifying ourselves. You, you said you were worried about medical bills. Why don't we sign up for the Better Medicare Supplement? It will cost you a little bit more money per month. But you know what? With that one, if you go to the hospital, you're not really going to have to worry about any medical bills. Okay, well, I can go through the rest of my retirement without worrying about hospital bills. All right, you know that 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 sounds appealing. I can I I I can I can maybe break off a little of the fifteen hundred a month for that. Uh, what about long-term care and other things? We all know long-term care insurance is very expensive, uh, and there's a chance that you put a bunch of money in there, never need it, and pass away, and your family gets nothing out of that. We don't like that deal either. So usually what we look at is like life insurance. There are a lot of life insurance policies out there where you have your death benefit and say it's a $500,000 death benefit. While you're alive, if you had a terminal illness or a long-term care need, or even in some cases, like there's things called critical illness. That's where you have like heart attack, cancer, stroke, uh, organ failure, you know, just different, different serious illnesses happen. You're allowed to take from that death benefit completely tax-free to help yourself out while you're alive. So not only do you have a $500,000 tax-free death benefit going to your family if you pass away and don't need the money, but if you're alive and do need the money, 
you can use it tax-free to help you out in medical emergencies. That's something that, you know, if you had that, great. It frees you up to be able to spend more of your money and feel comfortable that you're still going to have protection in those later years of life as well, too. So that's what we're trying to find. We're trying to find that delicate balance for everybody. But everybody's needs are different. Everybody's uh, assets are different. Everybody, you know, your circumstances all around are different. This is why we have the Clear Retirement Solution. We want to get together. We want to take a look at your assets, take a look at what you have going on with your taxes, your health care, legacy, all these issues and give you a clear top to bottom review of how you stack up the good, the bad, the ugly of all five key areas of retirement planning, whether it be income planning, investment planning, tax efficiency, healthcare, or legacy issues as well too. All of these issues play into your retirement and play into the game. The name of the game that we always talk about is, are you smarter than the federal government? Can you keep more of your money in your pocket without them getting more than they should have? that is not an easy game to win. So you have to see how you stack up in all five of these areas and what are some things you can do to better position yourself to not only enjoy retirement, but hopefully win that game in the end as well too. And we're here to try and help you with that. The rules change all the time, but in the end, we want to be able to stand on the idea that, you know what, we're going to do the work, we're going to go in, we're going to look at our options, and we're going to find the option that makes the most sense for you. So when we do all that, we're looking to build a plan that helps you not only get to retirement, but through it and beyond. So if you're ready and you're starting to think about retiring, then you need to give us a call, 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can visit us on the web at my prismwealth.com. But this is about all the time we have for our radio show this week. If you're listening to us on the podcast, stick around. We'll be right back in a few moments with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Prism Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated companies. Prism Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Prism Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Prism Wealth Management, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. Welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We always like to give our podcast listeners a little bit something extra. You've paid your dues. You deserve a reward and a good treat. So, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, how much you need to retire in the state of Ohio. We even talked about, you know, what the average Social Security benefit is. 
But we haven't talked about the benefits of why you delay taking Social Security. So we wanted to talk a little bit about that today. And I know most people don't like the idea of delaying their Social Security because we never know how long we're going to live. And if we, we die early, we didn't get as much money out of it, right? That's that's that, that's overwhelmingly the most reasons we hear, right? Matt, is there is there any other reason you can think of outside of that? I mean, everybody paid into the government. They want their money back. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that that's typical. Uh, we, we, we hear that pretty regularly. So what we want you to understand, though, is, is that, you know, you get your benefit, right? But your spouse can also be drawing a benefit off of you. Your spouse can get up to half of your benefit if they wait until full retirement age. And this does not impact your benefit in any way. So if you had a $2,000 a month benefit, your spouse could be getting $1,000 a month from you if that were higher than their benefit. So if you had a a spouse who maybe didn't make as much as you or didn't work as many years because they stayed home to help take care of the kids or something along those lines, a lot of spouses are using the spousal benefit. So you have to remember that by waiting one year on Social Security. A lot of people make the mistake and think that they're getting an 8% bump. If you if you wait from 62 to 63 or 63 to 64, you're not getting an 8% bump right there. You're getting like a 55 to 6% bump at that time. Um, however, while you're getting that increase in your benefit, you're also growing a bigger benefit for your spouse. And in, in a lot of people's cases, you want to be growing that benefit because it, it gives you a doubling effect. You're not only making more money for yourself, you're making more money for your spouse. But the other big reason that you want to wait, right, is what happens, you know, we all know one of you is going to pass away. Inevitably, one of you is going to pass away. Um, you know, it, it's possible you pass away at the same time. I mean, that 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 happens, but it's, it's pretty rare. But if one of you passes away, one of the benefits goes away. Matt, which benefit goes away? So the lower. Lower benefit. That's right. So if the lower benefit's going away, you keep the higher benefit. So I just mentioned it a minute ago. If you take Social Security early at age 62, you're not getting your full benefit. You're getting a reduced benefit. Uh, it's reduced by almost about 30%. And every year you wait from 62 until full retirement age, which for most of us now it's age 67. Uh, there's still some people who get to take it a little early as full retirement age. You're getting what you're fully entitled to. So from 62 to 67, your benefit's only growing really by 5 6% per year. As where if you go from full retirement age to age 70, that's where you get the 8% bump per year. And uh, where, where they may confuse people a lot there is, is that that extra 8% from full retirement age to age 70 does not give your spouse a bump. The spousal benefit is based off your full retirement age benefit. So some people waiting to age 70 actually hurts them in this department as well, too. It's funny how this works. Remember, the name of the game is, are you smarter than the federal government? You may not have been thinking about all these things over the last 80 years of the Social Security program, but there have been people paid full-time salaries thinking about different ways and different claiming strategies. And ultimately, if you don't know the differences in there, you could cost yourself a lot of money. So one reason we like at least for one spouse to delay, like say two spouses come in and their benefits are pretty close to the same. Uh, you know, in that case, we try if one of them is just dead set that they're taking it early, well, then we try and make sure that one of them at least waits a little while longer because we want a strong surviving benefit. 
It's absolutely true. You can't, you, you never know how long you're going to live, right? So if you want to try and take money out early and it, you know, you can live with the consequences if you live a longer life, but when you're married, you got to make sure that the family's taken care of, the spouse is taken care of uh, as well. And growing that one benefit a little bit higher, you can sink your teeth into that. Like I can't, I can't, you know, you know, even me, I have a hard time uh, agreeing with, okay, well, if I wait till age 68 and take it and live to age 92, I'm going to make an extra $75,000 over my life, right? I have no guarantee I'm going to live to age 92. You know, what happens if I die at 85? How much extra did I make? And is it really worth waiting all those years if I didn't make that much more? That's what most people are thinking about. What you should be thinking about is, if one of us waits till age 67, no matter what, as long as one of us is alive, we will always have $2,200 a month coming in. I can sink my teeth into that. I can I can build a plan around that. I can budget around that as well too and, and build my lifestyle around that. So you want to be thinking not only about delaying to help out your spousal benefits, but you also want to be making sure you're trying to benefit your surviving benefits as well too, right? So- we talk about delaying. What if I'm a client coming to see you and I've already done a claiming strategy? Is there much room for us to kind of alter that or change it? There's a few options. There's not as many as there used to be. So um, if you were, say, if you had just turned your benefit on in the last 12 months, you do have the ability to turn your benefit off, but you have to pay the money back that Social Security has given you over that 12-month period or however long it was. So a lot of people don't like that idea for sure. But let's just say you um, you know, you know, lost your job in your early 60s and you needed to go on Social Security uh, and you were only able to find part-time work. I have, I have a few people that are in this situation. Before you reach full retirement age, if you're working, you're restricted on how much you can make. It's like around $19,000 a year is all you can make. That's why they're working part-time. Everything above that, they're getting penalized on their social security. So it really doesn't benefit you to make more than $19,000 if you're retired early and drawing social security early. So, but let's just say you had that job, but you you had some good prospects to make more money. You know, you, you did well at your job. And with the great resignation out there, there's probably, a lot, if you want to work and you're motivated to work, there's probably a good job out there waiting for you somewhere. So when you reach full retirement age, you are actually allowed to turn your benefit off. You can, you can delay file it, uh, where basically you turn your benefit off at full retirement age, and they will allow your benefit to receive that 8% growth per year through age 70. So you, you can turn it back on at 68 or 69. You don't have to wait till 70. But if you found that you could make more money and you didn't need the Social Security and you wanted it to grow, you can stop it at full retirement age for a couple of years and receive a, a bigger payout on your benefit moving forward as well, too. So is that kind of like getting my cake and eating it too? Uh, depending. I mean, normally <laughs> you, you usually go on a diet before you eat the cake. So I guess in this case, that's probably accurate in there. Uh, but there's pluses and minuses. And that's the point is you got to understand the pluses and minuses to the decisions you make. And this is why each clear retirement solution we build is customized to the person because your circumstances are unique. You deserve a solution that's just as unique as you are and your lifestyle is. So this is why we take the time to get together, get to know people, make sure that we can bring value to what you're doing. And ultimately, we're here no matter what to answer questions to help you. If you're out there and you're trying to learn and do better in your financial life, we want to be there to help you. And it really does, you know, all it is is really a phone call, you know, 330 804 
330-804-0123. Such an easy number. You know, 330-804-0123. You can give our offices a call. If you just have questions, you want to talk to us, give us a call. If you know you need help and you want to come in and meet and start building your own clear retirement solution, it's a complimentary process. We do not charge for our time in building this because we understand you need help and we want to be there to help you. So give us a call. 330-804-0123. But that's about all the time we have. Thank you to all our podcast listeners out there. We really appreciate you. Uh, and we hope we brought in some good value, some good knowledge, and some good information to you. But that's about all the time we have for our show this week. We'll check you out next week on the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast.